Hope Over Hype is a podcast that shares the stories of ordinary people who are serving an extraordinary God. I hope you're in a place where you can dance because it is about to get hype. Welcome to Hope Over Hype. I am so excited today to have my good friend Katie Lewis with me. I feel like it's a default for me to call you Miss Walden. Even after all this time, it seems weird to call you Katie. Um, But I was thinking this morning that I have known you for almost 10 years. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Yeah, crazy. Katie was my public speaking teacher in the 10th grade, which is insane. Um, And then we have stayed connected for all these years, gone to the same church, and she is neighbors with my parents. Um, (laughs) But it has been such a sweet time of friendship, and she played a really big role in my life in the 10th grade. I am reserved in nature, um, but the (laughs) Lord really used Katie and that class just to instill a lot of confidence within me and showed me how to really communicate the gospel and um, that I had the opportunity to do that in school. And that was kind of a game-changing year for me after that class because God really produced a lot of gospel-centered conversations and Mm -hmm. just kind of used it as a launching pad for the rest of my life. And so I am really excited to have you on Hope Over Hype today. I feel really honored um, because I just think you are an incredible person and um, (laughs) have played such an important role in my life. So welcome to Hope Over Hype. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on it. I'm a... uh, I how do they say it? Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first time guest, maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm so just, I've told you before how much the podcast encourages me and um, inspires me. And that is a reflection of you. So I'm just super excited to be here. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, we'll just jump right in um, and just tell me like what makes Katie. Katie, tell me about your family, where you are in your life right now. All that. Oh, wow. Um, what makes Katie, Katie? Um, I say, th- I say this all the time. I'm the most extroverted introvert you will ever meet. Yeah. Um, I'm perfectly fine going to a party and being around people and just having fun. I love to have fun, but I also, um, would be perfectly fine sitting in the corner in a room by myself. Um, you know, observing and watching. Um, I've been known to go to uh, musicals by myself. I've been known <laughs> to go to a movie or two by myself. Just, I just, you know, just kind of do my own thing. Um, but the thing that makes me Katie, I guess, um, I am, first of all, a believer. Um, and I believe that everything that I do in my life um, is t- to glorify God. Um, and I try, I fail all the time, but I try, um, to make sure that that is my purpose in life. Um, I'm a high school teacher. Uh, this is my second career. Um, I worked in college athletics for about five years before God called me to teaching. And Mm -hmm. so, and I can't imagine having done anything else. This is my 10th year, um, teaching. So that's crazy. Um, I'm a Mississippi State fan, sports fan. Um, Anytime I have free time, I'm either at a sports event 
watching it on TV um, or I love live music. So I love, um, love going to live music. I love playing music. I love singing. I love anything that has to do with that. Um, and then uh, I'm now mom. So I'm super that. excited yeah. um, about being little Samara Lee Lewis's mom. And mm-hmm. um, that's just been a, a journey and um, uh, it's a story of its own. And I can't wait to hear, um, to tell the world about, or for the world to even hear her story. So, so what is something that you're loving in this season of your life right now? Uh, wow. Um, that's a hard question. Cause I, if you were talking about literal seasons, um, peeps, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh, what am I loving right now? I, I'm definitely loving motherhood. Um, it is um, everything that I imagined and nothing that I imagined it would be all at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, but I'm also loving um, just, I'm loving watching people find their voice and use it. Um, if we want, if we want to talk specifics of things that I'm particularly loving right now, um, I am loving, um, my, my greatest Instagram follow is Sharon says so. Um, and she's Mm -hmm. a former, history teacher who is devoting basically her life on social media to um, help people find their voice and help people find um, truth and facts and um, extract opinion from that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just loving the fact finding mission that she's on. Um, And just really, she's just really saying, you know, every, every, Body's got a side, um, but there, you know, in the middle is the facts, and so um, I just love what she's what she's doing, and she's bringing a lot of um, a lot of kindness and a lot of hope. Now we'll jump into the hope over hype part of your story. So the first question that I want to ask you is what is a truth that you cling to or a promise of God that you hold on to? Oh, um, I have so many, uh, but I would say that over the last hmm, 10 or 12 years, God has been truly showing me and really even chasing after me um, to teach me his faithfulness um, and his faithfulness in the highs and the lows. Um, Mm -hmm. Just within the last 10 to 12 years, I've had some of the highest highs and the lowest lows of my life. So um, I changed careers and then a year later, um, lost my dad in a horrific car accident or motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a few months into his retirement. <laughs> um, yeah. 
then let's see, three years later, maybe not almost three years later, um, I got married. Mm -hmm. Um, and then two years later, three, three years later, my husband had triple bypass surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, uh, for about three years and then the journey to adoption and through adoption that has us where we are today with our sweet Sam. So, um, God has truly, uh, and I'm going to tell you that some of those, some of those lows, uh, I question God, um, uh, angrily (laughs) and, um, but God was faithful in telling me it's okay to question because I grew up mm-hmm. thinking, well, if you question, then you don't believe. And if you don't believe, then you're not really Christian. Mm-hmm. But I, I, um, I finally have, have learned that when I question and I earnestly question that God is going to answer me. Um, mm-hmm. He may, yeah. it may not be the answer that I want, but he is going to answer me and he's not going to turn his back on me. That's not, it's not, I'm not not getting what I want because God has turned his back on me. Um, I'm not getting what I want because it is not part of the path that God has me on right now. Um, And so something that I've learned is that I have to uh, consciously and diligently every day think about where I am in God's will. Mm. And so um, I have to, uh, I have to remember that my desires, my earthly desires um, may not be part of his desires for me. And one thing um, that I learned a long time ago, Bible drill, all that kind of stuff was (laughs) um, that um, I learned uh, one of well one of my favorite verses, uh, and I would say one of my life verses is um, uh, the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's Psalm something, um, Psalm thirty seven. I'm going to look at look it up right now while I'm okay. talking to you. But I'll and I'll tell you another one of my life verses is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which. Yeah was um, my wedding verse and was the verse that we um, declared for Sam during uh, her dedication, Mm -hmm. which is, um, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to not harm you, um, but to give you a hope and a future. And man, has God shown that to me in the last, you know, really even five years. Um, But, you know, the way that I'd planned my life out when I was 16 has mm-hmm. definitely not been what I um, expected it. I'm not in the career that I thought I'd be in. Um, I'm not with the man that I thought I would be with. Mm-hmm. I don't have as many kids as I thought I'd be with. I'm not living in the city I thought I'd live in. All of that kind of stuff. But God has had, God uh, picked me up out of um, the city that I was in and brought me back to the city that made me. Yeah. Um, 
so that I could experience him and in turn help other people experience him. And so, uh, but, okay, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. And that's just the ESV version. Um, The um, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. And I can remember having this discussion with my dad. Um, about desires of your heart and how that lines up with, you know, what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. And it is um, not the desires of my heart that he's going to give me, but the more that I uh, chase after God and learn about him and grow closer to him, my desires become his desires for me. Yeah. And so um, that is, I've seen it um, in my life, it is, it is one of those mercies are new every morning, and yeah. they are also surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's just been really cool to kind of have an, a front row seat to what God is doing. Um, but also, it's kind of been an outer body experience uh, to see all that He um, has promised and has mm-hmm. um, come through with yeah so yeah i love that that is so powerful (laughs) so what has god delivered you from or in the process of delivering you from that causes you to have hope and to praise him more and more um that's a good question um i would probably say um insecurity and also Mm -hmm. anxiety um I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm, you know, that I have a clinical, you know, um, diagnosis of anxiety, but um, I have a little PTSD um, Mm -hmm. from some of the traumatic experiences that I've, um, traumatic to me, um, from losing my father at a young age, or what I think is young, um, in in a time in my life when I thought, I had a lot of time to spend with him. And so that kind of has caused a little PTSD. Um, So I have some anxiety when it comes to my people and, um, and losing them. Um, Mm -hmm. But he is, he is working on me with that. Um, I would also say, um, I think I I said it insecurity, but it probably, um, would kind of m- mesh that in with um, a feeling of inagu- inadequacy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm saying the right word there, but thinking of what society has um, told me that I need to be in my life and seeing that either delayed or um, not look like I thought it should uh, has taken a toll on um, my mind and my heart and the devil really kind of through um, infertility and through adoption really attacked me um, mm-hmm. there. And so, uh, but he is, he has in so many ways, um, whether that is through my child or through my husband or through uh, other people um through his word, whatever it is, has shown me how 
my identity is not, oh, I'm going to start crying. Um, That's okay. My identity is not in who I am to other people, but um, who I am in him. And so knowing that, that gives me hope every day when I don't get what I think I should or things don't go exactly the way that I think they should. Mm-hmm. I'm a planner. I'm a, I'm a huge planner. Um, and so when I plan, I go all out. I have itineraries and lists and, you know, everything is exactly how it should be. And yeah. so when that doesn't exactly pan out, um, I feel defeated and I feel um like I let everybody else down and Mm -hmm. so God has really shown me that none of that matters (laughs) I mean yeah it doesn't matter so yeah the next question is my favorite and I'm really excited to ask you this question because I have seen God be faithful in your life. And even just from what you have already said, I know that God has been faithful. So I just want to take a few minutes to celebrate some specific ways. And if you have specific stories that you want to share of the way that God has been faithful throughout your whole life or just within the past few years or even just right now in this moment, how is God being faithful in your life? Oh, wow. Um, I think... um, I think the first way that I can say that he has been faithful is that every time that my family has been in need, he has provided. Mm -hmm. So whether that is a job, um, you know, when I, when, when I got engaged to Kyle, my husband, Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to have to pick up and move to Louisiana because that's where his job is. Um, He's got a, you know, he works in college athletics. That's how we met. Um, and so that's not, nec- I mean, I'm a teacher. I can be a teacher anywhere. Yeah. Um, there's always openings, but um, his job is not necessarily one that there's always an opening. So mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to have to um, move to Louisiana. And I was ready to do it. I had actually kind of given up some of my um, some of my duties at school um, in preparation for that. Mm-hmm. And the Lord provided a job here um, at Mississippi College. Um, and the way that that job has transformed my husband, um, his walk with Christ, um, mm-hmm. not that not that his walk with Christ was not great before then, but just I've seen um, just maturity and um, leadership in him that I never would have uh, that I've never seen before. Um, so that yeah. brought that out in him. Um, he's provided the best cardiac surgeon to, uh, <laughs> to um, work on my husband, of, yeah. who is 37 at the time, having, mm-hmm. a, having triple bypass surgery. Um, that cardiac surgeon is now playing in our praise band at church. So uh, it's just, I mean, he's provided an amazing um, circle of people that have prayed for us um, and a close friend of the family who 
worked for an adoption agency and who literally mm-hmm. walked with us through every step, um, even though she was not with the agency that we were um, going through. He mm-hmm. provided um, a Christian agency um, that prayed for us and with us, mm-hmm. um, even for all the way down to a pediatrician who ended our first meeting with him with prayer. I mean, it just oh, it's wow. been really, really cool just to see just those small little things. Um, one thing that I will tell you is in May, we had, um, we got a call about a baby and we were, um, I mean, it was the pandemic. So we had all the time in the world <laughs> and yeah. we were like, well, wh- this is the perfect time to, to do this. So we packed up, drove to Tupelo, met mom, um, met baby girl, stayed mm-hmm. in the hospital overnight. And the next day, um, the mom changed her mind. It was mm-hmm. the most heartbreaking thing that I've ever been through. Yeah, um, I was mad at God. I was mm-hmm. mad at um, at the birth mom for a hot second. But I completely understand and... Um, and uh, uh, applaud her for the Mm -hmm. decision that she made because I know that that was not an easy decision to keep her baby. It was also not an easy decision to give her baby, I mean, to make a plan for adoption um, for her baby. And so um, I'm proud and, um, and honored that uh, she chose us and then, um, and then made the decision, make that hard decision because she knew um, how hard it was going to be for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, but uh, at that point, that was in May. Um, uh, then we got the call in November, November um, 17th, uh, that uh, there was another little girl waiting mm-hmm. for us. And it has all just kind of clicked for me just within the last few months that when I was crying my eyes out walking out of a hospital with empty arms Mm. my baby girl that I got to hold on November 19th was just two months um in the womb you know Mm. um and uh that by God's grace and her name is Samara for a reason because that means protected by God Mm. but by God's grace her mom had made a plan um, to, um, end her life. And, Mm. um, because of the pandemic, all elective surgeries were, um, were stopped. And so she was not able to make that plan, um, and to carry, carry that out. Um, and she, um, she made the decision once those, that once, you know, those elective surgeries were able to Um, happen again not to follow through with it again Mm. and um, she gave us the biggest gift that we could ever ask for yeah Um, yeah Mm. um, that's incredible mm -hmm. yeah Um, there's just so much and I I was thinking about this the other day um, just so much to celebrate in 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 my in my life Um, I cannot uh, as as many bad days that, that I might have um, I can't uh, just be unhappy with my life, and, and yeah. especially with Christ. 
Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about like how you have seen God in like your workplace and your career and your job, how he's been faithful there? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, just from the, from the, from the first year that I walked in, I grew up, um, the child of educators. So I had, Mm -hmm. um, seen, um, my parents, um, live their, live their life, um, and, go to their mission field every day at a public school. Um, being a teacher is not what I imagined for my life, but um, it uh, God opened that door. Um, and so just from the very beginning, um, uh, I had students like you and like um, Connor Blackwell and um, Brian Smiley and Peyton uh, Brown and uh, Tanner DeWitt and so many others that um, I got to watch God work in their lives. Um, yeah. uh, and so uh, that just, first of all, that has just been um, incredible to see them share, um, to watch you share. And it's some people think, some people think, well, you go to school in a suburban majority white um, Mm -hmm. community and um, where there's a church on every corner. So who's going to have a problem with you sharing Christ, but they would be um, very mistaken (laughs) to, um, to, to think that. Um, So just uh, being able to be, be bold that inspired me. Um, And then uh, just after I lost my dad, every year God placed a child in my classroom who had lost a parent or was losing a parent. And so, um, you know, the Bible says um, he comforts us so that we can comfort others. And uh, I was honored enough to be able to be part of that. He is also, um, well, for so long I wanted to be married Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, and that desire was just not happening. Um, my best friend chased me for 10 years and I continued to give him the stiff arm until, um, right after my dad died, things just kind of started to fall into place. Um, I really started to just, um, the Lord was working on my heart and, um, he, um, brought this or opened my eyes, <laughs> um, <laughs> made let the scales fall off my eyes yeah. um, for this guy. And then for so long, we wanted to have children, and that just wasn't happening. But um, the gift that God gave me that I wasn't looking for was my students were my children. Mm. And so, um, but for um for all of my life, I've wanted to adopt. Um, that was not, uh, that adoption was not a, a backup plan. Yeah. Um, it was always going to be part of what I did. Um, and thankfully, uh, God gave me a man who also had that desire. And mm-hmm. so um, in his job, uh, he felt the same way. His student athletes were his kids. And we have um, several students student athletes that um are from his previous school that we literally call the kids 
Um, mm, we have a group message sweet. and that's the title. Yeah. Um, and they come and visit us and we go and visit them. We've been to mm-hmm. weddings and um, all that kind of stuff. And so, but um, he also placed a child in my classroom at least one every year um, that was either adopted or mm-hmm. was a foster child. Um, and so being able to learn, um, get to know them and learn the process and, um, know their, um, their side of it really kind of, um, solidified in my heart what God was wanting for my life, um, and my family's life. He's given me so many godly friends that um, have been encouraging in um, in the workplace. Um, my maid of honor, <laughs> um, who is who was um, a brand new teacher um, mm-hmm. when we started, so we were brand new together. But she was really brand new; she was fresh out of college. Um, but uh, um. Just to, and we didn't even work in the same department, but we had a group of boys that we taught um, after, you know, one block after the other that mm-hmm. connected us. And we've been best friends since. Um, we've walked through so much together. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave me a coworker who um, just so happened to have been in my parents' Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that connected us. Um, and for, I mean, she was in the Sunday school class for a season, um, Mm -hmm. and just that connected us. Um, and we're still connected today, even though we don't work together. Um, he has, um, given me coworkers who have basically become like family, um, and really coworkers that have helped me see, um, a different side of society. Mm-hmm. So in, in all of the um, turmoil of the pandemic and of um, the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. um, some of my uh, closest students and coworkers at that point in life um, were African-American. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I was able to have conversations that um, needed to be had, um, see a different, even though I grew up in Jackson Public Schools and Mm -hmm. some of my closest friends were African-American or Indian uh, or Native American (laughs) or uh, Asian, um, I never saw um, what what they lived. Um, And so uh, thankful that God gave me the opportunity to see uh, life from their perspective and to understand it and to speak up for them um, yeah. in my community mm-hmm. um, and to um, to fight for them. Um, so, uh, yeah. That's and, so good. And I'll also say this. He's given me an opportunity to pray for people that I might not necessarily um get along with yeah. uh, or um, 
uh, yeah, that I might not necessarily get along with. Um, he says, pray for your enemies. And I, I, I hesitate to call anyone my enemy <laughs> because I'm an Enneagram nine and I yeah. don't like conflict. <laughs> yeah, <same>. But, <laughs> um, but I would say that he's given me the opportunity to see what prayer does to my heart, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. um, that, you know, when he, when he asks us to pray for our enemies, um, we're not praying for them to change. We are praying for um, our heart and our view of them to change, you know, and, um, and even, you know, we may not even be praying for, um, you know, the strength or the, um, you know, some way to, you know, work with them, but Mm -hmm. we're praying for our heart, our own hearts. So, yeah, that's really been a, uh, um, opportunity for me. Yeah. I love that so much. So one of my favorite phrases is Jesus is worth everything you're afraid of losing. Um, so I want to ask you, why is Jesus worth it to you? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, such good questions. Um, I would say, uh, that, um, Jesus is worth everything that I'm afraid of losing because just like I said earlier, there is nothing that I can do in this life that um, can make me adequate enough or make me good enough or um, make me um, worthy enough to deserve Mm. Jesus Christ um, and to deserve what he did for me. Um, I've lost friends um, because of my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost opportunities because of my faith. Um, and he's still worth more than those opportunities. The hope that I see and the joy that I see when someone um, finds life in Christ is the the most wonderful feeling in the world and um there's not anything that can that can match that um and so anytime god has come through for me um which he doesn't have to (laughs) um he's not obligated to he just loves me that much Mm -hmm. you know um but anytime god has come through for me or um protected me or comforted me um, I think there's no way that I have, there's nothing that I've done to deserve this. Um, and to think now that I have my own child to think how much I love this child that I didn't even give birth to, Yeah. <laughs> um, a million times more is how much God loves me. Yeah. Um, and I would give my life for this child, um, and so I can see, you know, that God saw that I was worth um, giving his son for me as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So based on your life experience and walk with Jesus, what is something that you would tell people to encourage them or challenge them? Um, don't give up. 
don't give up on God. Um, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the people around you. God is faithful. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that God is faithful to see everything through. He's um, faithful to finish the work that he started. Um, you know, we see that in the in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He didn't leave Jesus in the tomb. <laughs> yeah. Sunday is the best day. Um, you know, he he finished it. Um, and um, and so just just don't give up. Um, faith is not something that we um, can tangibly uh, touch. It's not something that, um, you know, <laughs> I've, I've heard people use this analogy, but, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in a chair right now. Um, the faith that I have in this chair with me sitting, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know every time I sit in this chair that it's going to hold me up. Yeah. Um, but I trust that it's going to, and that's mm-hmm. what faith is. Um, and so just every day getting up, putting your feet on the floor, thanking God for giving you another day, and then trusting that he's going to, um, he's going to go before you and behind you and around you, um, mm-hmm. and protect you. And, you know, if, if trouble does come. He's um, either got you in the midst of trouble for a reason to show himself to you um, or um, he's preparing you for something greater. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. I really appreciate you sharing your heart um, because I, I feel like you are like my soul sister. Like I have related to everything that you've said because I also am an Enneagram nine, but (laughs) also when you were talking about earlier of like your life has not looked the way that you thought that it would, like that's something I've been learning over the past years that trusting God is not always getting what you want, but it Mm -hmm. turns out to be so much more than you could ever ask or imagine. And I just love that. And I love your story and the way that God has been faithful in your life. And you are a person that I see like learning what it looks like to surrender and stepping into Mm -hmm. surrender to the Lord. And it is worth it because he is worth it. And so I appreciate you being honest and sharing about what God has done in your life. Thank Um, you for giving me the opportunity to. Yeah. Well, the last question, my favorite question to ask is, what would your walk-up song be, 20 seconds of a song that just gets you insanely hyped? Okay, I told you that this is the question that I've thought about the most, which is um, probably not how I should go about this. (laughs) That's what everyone says. (laughs) um, You know, I'm a huge sports fan. Yeah. Um, Baseball games are my happy place, and so I've – for the majority of my life thought about what my walk-up song would be. Yeah. Um, I had a long list and I narrowed it down to three depending on the situation. Okay. Um, so my first one would be um, Mississippi Queen by, oh gosh, um, I think, I think it's Easy Top, but I don't know. Um, and it song. is like just, the most it's like 
super southern rock, but like hard hitting mm-hmm. the guitar riffs. And it's just like Mississippi Queen. <laughs> and I just love it because I am from Mississippi yeah. and I often um, act like I'm a queen. So, <laughs> um, but I d- it would just be one of those like personality type things. I also, um, two songs that get me super hype and they're not what people would think. But um, the first one would be PYT, Pretty Young Thing by Michael Jackson. That's a good one. Um, That is one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time. Um, And I can't not dance and lip sync to it ever. Yeah. It's it's just so fun. And then um, the other one would be Signed, Sealed, Delivered by Stevie Wonder. Oh, good one. Um, It just, again, you can't not, you can't not dance when you hear it. Yeah. Um, So, and it just would be when like just the beginning drops, Mm -hmm. uh, just the first 20 seconds of that song would be just great. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Hope Over Hype. I am so thankful for Katie and for her influence in my life. And I meant it when I said that being in that class in the 10th grade with her was a game changer and the way that the Lord used her in my life to instill courage and just teach me how to communicate well honestly I think has helped me to this day to this very moment of having hope over hype and of having conversations with the people around me and I just cannot express enough gratitude to her and the Lord for the time in that classroom and I know that she has had an impact on a lot of people um, that have come in and out of her classroom, but it's just so sweet to be able to celebrate the ways that the Lord has been faithful in her life. And I know you could probably hear sweet baby Sam towards the end, and it just makes me emotional um, to see her with Sam um, and just to see that tangible gift of God's faithfulness um, and just how he continues to come through for his glory and for their good. I just love it so, so much. But thank you again for listening. Um, We will be back again next week with a new episode and we'll be back the week after that and the week after that. There's just a lot of big things that are in motion for Hope Over Hype. So I'm excited to share those with you. Uh, But like I always say, keep having conversations, keep sharing with your friends um, and keep choosing hope and let me know if there's anything that I can be doing for you, any way that I can be praying for you. um, Or if you have any ideas, I would love to hear them. But thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.